0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, Real Presence Radio listeners for the Critical Culture, a co-host of this morning's show, along with Amanda Eller-Kamp. Uh, We are broadcasting live from Market Press Coffee Company here in Dickinson, North Dakota, on the Selenity of the Nativity of St. John the Baptist. As you know, Amanda is a a faithful and and, uh, pious Catholic woman that uh, John the Baptist is one of three birthdays we celebrate in the church and only three. And I think that's really, really important. Uh, Of course, Jesus, it's Christmas. I can't wait for Christmas. Uh, And then his mom, Mary and our mother, that's September 8th, the Nativity of Mary, and then uh, today, uh, June 23rd. Now, uh, there's a lot of Catholic sharks out there that are, that are going to call in our little Facebook post about how the solemnity is actually June 24th, which it is by way of the calendar, unless a solemnity of the Lord is celebrated on that day, and it is. The solemnity of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus is tomorrow, yes. second, third Friday after Pentecost. So these are great. There's a lot of graces born out. trivia us. questions We, we there, need them. Right? Yes.
1: That's movable depending on Easter.
0: They're, they're, yeah. Jesus
1: always trumps John the Baptist. And, you know, and yes. everybody else. So there's all sorts of good trivia there to, to know about. All lovely feasts here in this month it, of June that we're it's celebrating. Great.
0: It's great. Go to him, folks. He is a wonderful intercessor. Uh, the son of St. Elizabeth, and, and we know that. Imagine all of the community, all the friendship that Elizabeth and Mary, they would have been having coffee at a uh, coffee shop. Beautiful. And Nazareth, and John and Jesus would have been playing around, spilling coffee and making fun of each other. It's great. Uh, I, love, I love the image of the hidden life of our Lord, along with his, his cousin, St. John the Baptist. Uh, our next uh, guest, uh, Amanda, is Dr. Samantha Kierowski. Uh, good morning dr. Kiedrowski. Good morning so that name is very familiar to the real presence radio network Mike Kiedrowski. This is his daughter in law so I want to fill in all those gaps for our listeners mm-hmm. to avoid unnecessary phone calls or, or Facebook questions dr. Kiedrowski, welcome to the show thank you
2: thanks great to be here
0: it's um, she is a, 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 a she's a physician a family practice she's also married she is uh, four children under the age of five, and you would know that because her notes for the show, <laughs> unlike Amanda and I's, have like ink and pencil, and there might be coffee and tomato sauce, spaghettios love at the Kiedrowski house for breakfast. I love spaghettios. That's great. Uh, just joking. There's no, there's no spaghettios, but I might have some for lunch now that I mentioned that on here. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Dr. Kiedrowski, help us out here. Where, where do you come from, and what brought you to Dickinson and CHI?
2: Yeah. I was born and raised in North Dakota. I'm a North Dakota girl, born and raised in Grafton, uh, which is about 40 miles north of Grand Forks, and uh, grew up there, St. John the Evangelist Parish up there. So I'll Uh, give them a shout out. out. Yes, we love those. Um, And then I went to, so I graduated high school from there in uh, 2008. Then I went to college at Concordia College in Moorhead. Uh, For four years after that, I went to medical school at UND in Grand Forks. So i stuck around the area most most of the time. Uh, So four years of medical school there, and then three years of residency also in Grand Forks at Ultra Health System. For family medicine, I did an extra year. Number one, because I had a few babies along the way, so I had to make up some time, but uh, number two, I did some extra training in obstetrics, so now I can uh, deliver babies and uh, even perform C-sections with that extra training, so uh-huh. I stayed on an extra year and and more with my maternity leave time, but... Um yeah, great training, and I've yeah stuck around the area most of my life.
0: So it's pro- probably our listeners' next question, uh, Dr. Kudrowski, is you're, you're trained, your residency was family practice, but you, sure. a lot of your work, uh, just knowing you personally and professionally, is... Uh, women's uh, obstetrics and gynecology?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a big chunk of it. Um, I would say, I, I always joke and I say, I practice everything from womb to tomb. Um, <laughs> no, no. So I love, I've see, never heard that. Yeah, that. so we see babies while they're still inside the womb um, and take care of, of their grandparents, you know, at the same time. So I love my job. I'm never bored. I know that's one thing that John just mentioned, too. Um, but I'm never bored. I, I went, one of my medical students was really surprise one day he was following me around and we we saw a brand new baby uh two day old out of the hospital for a clinic follow-up and our next patient was a, a 95 year old who wow. you know was having some some end of life wow. issues so it was it was true wound to tomb that day and um
1: and i love it i wouldn't have it any other way and what a beautiful testament to of you know i'm sure some of our listeners pick up on that of you know that the respect Life, yeah. you know, component that is so integral to our faith that you know you meet your patients, your clients, literally at different phases right. of life, and you see that whole spectrum in, in mm-hmm. just the sacredness of human life right. in, in all those, right. all those areas. I can definitely speak to what John was mentioning
2: earlier, um, the great privilege, and I might tear up even a little bit with this, mm-hmm. the great privilege that it is to take care of patients at their most vulnerable moments you know end of life being and i know father you can probably attest to that Mm -hmm, too to be there um when patients are going through a really vulnerable time and families are going through a really vulnerable time beginning of life same thing Mm -hmm. you know most patients don't even want their mom in the delivery room you know Mm -hmm. let alone anyone else except their partner so it's really a great privilege to to meet people in those places and to help um yeah just bring the grace of god to them in
0: those places. In, in such an out-of-context way, uh, Dr. Kudrowski, you just showed us, uh, for our listeners, she, she did get emotional, and I, I think that's a beautiful thing. You really, you know, you're gripped by your work, yeah. and, and I know I can speak on behalf of Amanda and myself as we work in Catholic education. That, that's the, you know, we're people of the heart, you know, and I, and that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, so it's noted for those listeners that can't be in studio here at Market Press of, of her, yeah. her passion for your work. Um but I want to follow that dr Kigroski um you know was it important to you with aspirations of being a doctor someday as a as a as a uh, a girl and then a young woman raised in the church that you'd work in Catholic health care yeah was oh that was an intention yours?
2: yeah it? it was it was um it, and it makes it easy and I think we'll probably get into this too um with issues like i'm a woman 's health care provider, so contraception totally. is a huge issue right huge. so um, it's really nice to have the backing of my uh, my hospital um, to be in a Catholic health care system that I can fall back on them when i'm pressured to prescribe certain things uh, contraception or or talk about other issues that that collide that there's friction uh, that we mentioned before um, with the faith and so it's really been nice to work in a Catholic healthcare system for that reason, um, not to mention the solidarity um, with the faith that we can bring up issues uh, regarding, to, regarding the faith uh, in our day-to-day life. I just think that's been phenomenal.
0: I have told, I mean, as a 10-year priest, I'm, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm not yet 40, but as I've shared with you over probably dinner, um, I just think it's, you're like a beacon of light. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine what you go through, you know, and, and I would share that too between my family and my brother priests when I come home from a hard day of of being in the middle of that friction mm-hmm. between um, something in the school with a parent or a child that, that there was a lot of friction with our, our Catholic teachings and values. He must have that. All, I mean, you know, just keep it up. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. It has to be.
2: There's ups and downs, you know, you know, there's. There's battles won, and and yeah. there's other times where I come home and I just say, you know what, yeah, that was a rough day, and and, and it could go to confession. <laughs> you know, like you have days that that you fail, and there are just days that you fall. But it's really nice that you have a a group of people around you that um, will bring you back up, and you know that you can fall back on the church and and on faith. So,
1: and I think such a beautiful um, testament to again, which we kind of brought up in the last segment, but. That those opportunities are available, that yeah. you can practice in healthcare and be true to your faith. Right. That you can bring your, your faith and, and your belief in the in the Catholic teaching, you know, the church into your workplace in a, in a very literal and real way so that there's that integration and authentic living out mm-hmm. of what you believe uh, and know to be true. Right. As an individual.
0: The, um. What do you attribute that to? Where, where do you get your courage from? So, you know, we can state the grace of God, your personal right. prayer life, uh, your, you know, I'm sure your husband, your family. Yeah. Was it friendships that didn't, I mean, have you always had that kind of, because I've, I know, I know, how can I say this? I know of, you know, professionals like physicians and uh, providers that they don't throw it away, but they just, they don't have that courage. You know, they, they divorce it, they make right. a distinction. Where do you get that from? Yeah. Where does your courage come from? Where does your boldness come from?
2: I would say a few different things. The things that you mentioned, you know, the grace of God, um, prayer life, support from my family, my husband, uh, my workplace, and um, but also I've had really great mentors along the way. I've been really blessed. Ah. Um, in medical school, I'll give a shout out to Dr. Heidi Bittner. She practiced out of Devils Lake. Um, she's retired now, spending time with her grandbabies. But um, that's great. She was a fantastic mentor for me. I could go to her and and talk about challenges that I was having um, regarding practicing uh, uh, in accordance with the faith. And so she was a great mentor to me, and I've had a couple others along the way. Um, But just to meet people, and and we'll talk about the Catholic Medical Association, to get plugged in with, with other providers and other professionals that are also in the same battle that you are, to just have some solidarity there and to be able to have people... That I can text when I 'm having a rough day, or what do you think about this situation, um, even parish priests you know i 've gone to my priest a couple of times and just said, "You know father, what do you think about this this new rule that they came up with at the hospital? What do you think about this um, you know this patient scenario and you can kind of bounce ideas off of off of those people and so surrounding yourself with a community of people that you can count on and that are in the same battle um, really makes a big difference.
0: Is your is your age of an issue? Just because you you know you're, you're a physician and you 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 know you you come off you know very young and yeah
2: you know um, is it I think I think the my, white
0: coat must help I'm sure or, you yeah know. I don't even wear my white this, coat this, I don't
2: actually have one yet. I've been working for two years and I don't have one here yet or oh, the stethoscope my boss, if my boss is listening she's gonna be like yes you gotta go get your <laughs> But no, I think my age actually attracts a younger population. I think I see a lot of young women. I see a lot of um, kids. I see a lot of young families. Yes. So I think my age makes a difference in the population that that comes to see me. But um, as far as practicing in the faith, I I guess that might actually make it more difficult. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because you see patients that are in that reproductive age group. And so contraception becomes a, a topic that you talk about a lot. But repetition helps. You know, when you have the conversation the first time, it's really scary to like, you almost feel like you're disappointing a patient who wants Mm -hmm. birth control or something. But um, once you've had it 25 times, it gets a little better.
0: We're speaking with uh, Dr. Samantha Kierowski, uh, family practice physician at CHI here in Dickinson. Uh, She works from womb to tomb and she's doing uh, good work in the Lord's kingdom. We're headed to a break. Uh, We'll be back in just a few short moments. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancements for Real Presence Radio, with today's Plan Giving Minute.
1: this is real
0: presence live on the rpr network bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper midwest now back to the show
1: good morning dear real presence radio listeners thank you for staying with us on this beautiful thursday morning My name is Amanda Ellerkamp. I'm coming to you live with my co-host, Father Craig Holcalter. We are at Market Press Coffee in Dickinson, North Dakota, on this lovely Thursday morning. And we are joined this segment by Dr. Samantha Kierowski, family physician at CHI here in Dickinson. Uh, Dr. Kierowski, before the break when we were talking, you had mentioned that one of the things that is helpful to you in staying uh, true to your Catholic faith and your practice is other professionals who are like-minded, and um, you are part of the Catholic Medical Association, which we have a chapter here in North yes. Dakota. So, I wonder if you can share a little bit with our listeners about what is CMA and how have you been involved, in, and how has that been valuable for you as as a professional and, and personally? I would assume. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the Catholic Medical Association—it's a—it's a national organization, um, thousands of members, and you can—you don't have to be a physician to be in the Catholic Medical hmm. Association. You can be uh, physicians of—of of course, are welcome, and other healthcare professionals as well: um, uh, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, um, dentists, uh, really any medical professionals, clinical psychologists, uh, PhDs. Really any, any medical professional. Nurses can be involved. Um, and they're really an educational uh, group. They're a supportive group. They have a national conference every year. It's coming up here in September, I believe around Labor Day. It's in Denver this year. Um, and this year the conference is going to be great. It's actually about um, medicine and the media. And so they're really going to dig Ooh, into a lot good. of uh, yeah, media issues and, and ethics regarding that. And so they hold the national conference every year, um, which is just really, it's really great. You can go and and the speakers are phenomenal. They do a lot of really nice and high quality scientific research on things like contraception, things like um, abortion, things like uh, hot topic issues, of course, in the church and, and in healthcare. And they give us some really high-quality data that isn't always um, reflected in the secular media. And so they really give sure. us the other side of the coin. Um, because we hear you know, in our own journals and in our scientific uh, literature that we try to keep up on in our work, we hear a lot about the, the secular aspect of, of those topics, but we don't hear the other side of the coin. And so this organization really provides us with that. Hmm. Um, and so it's a national organization, like I mentioned. There's also uh, local chapters, like you mentioned. So the Bismarck has a Physician's Guild. The Bismarck Diocese has a Physician's Guild, uh, which I'm a member of as well. And this is a more local group. Um, same rules. Any any medical professional can be a part of it. We have an annual white mass every October in Bismarck at the cathedral um, where new members join and where we gather as a group Um we talk about some annual you know it's very a small amount of business and more an amount of uh, of fellowship and um, socialization at that but um, so the White Mass is a is a big event and then they also have a Lenten retreat every year which was phenomenal this year I couldn't make it to the whole thing but I did make it to um, a little over half of a day where Father Wayne Sattler came mm. and talked to us and it was just a really beautiful beautiful time of yeah reflection and refreshment uh, during Lent so uh, we get together about twice a year there's a few other smaller gatherings sprinkled in Um, but it's just it's great like I mentioned to have a group of similar minded medical professionals that you can get to know through these events and that you can exchange phone numbers and really bounce ideas off of when you're having that friction between the church and the and
0: healthcare you know with um I mean, you said it from the womb to the tomb. You're going to encompass all of these um, fr- friction uh, friction sources and, you know, working in, in gynecology and obstetrics, uh, Dr. Kedrowski, with, you know, um, the onslaught of contraception and, you know, having the, such a... Um, I would say, like, proficient sources of the Catholic Medical Association. It's very mm-hmm. proficient in uh, that, that networking between Catholic healthcare care and mm-hmm. Catholic church's teachings on uh, human sexuality and, and, and family. But then the local chapter, the Physicians Guild, must be huge, too. Yeah. Where, where do you go for your own education to make sure that, you know, when you're in that situation, because there are a lot of mm-hmm. fine lines, there's a lot of dotted lines, there's a lot of bold black lines, right. as you know, in the world of, of women's health. You know, where do you get, you do your own studying? You, do you have your own kind of you pocket, uh, you know, pocket yeah. priest or, or pocket, uh, you know, yeah. PhD to call? or
2: Yeah, The uh, John mentioned the um, bishops have come together with the Catholic directives yeah, for health care. That's sure. a, really nice, a really nice resource um, when you're looking into some of those finer details. Um, my parish priest has been helpful. I, Monsignor Richter, I've talked to mm-hmm. a few times about different uh different scenarios and um sometimes my own conscience too i'm gonna be honest you know you just kind of you can tell what feels right and you can tell what when you get a bad feeling about a situation and so so i do find myself reflecting on those kinds of things and and uh, yeah just kind of digging into the details in my own heart like I'm a muller, I'm a thinker, and so I can't usually make a split decision in the office. And so many times I've told patients, like, you know what, let me think about that, and I'm going to get back to you in a couple of days with with a plan or with an answer. Mm And so sometimes I do just take a little bit of time to think about what the next best step is for the patient,
1: and to allow ourselves that, right? Yeah. To allow God's grace and for some time for discernment mm-hmm. within that, because there is sometimes it's not black and white. Right? Sometimes there's a lot of gray. I wish it were more black and white.
2: <laughs> Actually, you know, I yeah. wish I could have a set of rule book and say this is what is good, this is what is bad, and and that's it. You know, the gray makes it very difficult.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's so valuable. I mean, Amanda, you you work in this. Uh, there's a lot of gray, you yes. know, in integrating. Uh, social, emotional, mental health principles, because there aren't hard and fast doctrines, right uh, you know, necessarily speaking. There's a lot of principles that you have to integrate into your counseling practice, and the same could be predicated of of you know, gynecology and obstetrics yep. and women's health. Um, but, but to that point, you know, it, it's, um, that's like a whole other topic. I love that you mentioned conscience. Yeah. Because that, that's the right understanding of conscience, not that however I'm feeling is going to be, but really to integrate okay, what does the church teach on this? Mm-hmm. And what is my, my response going to be to this patient, right? right this student. Yes. That, that's the role of conscience. Right. It's not to make gray what's black or to make black what's gray. Right and to use all those different sources that you talked about
1: of That's you so know valuable. you know other priests and in you, what you've learned your personal prayer mm-hmm. staying close to the sacraments and being a part of the Catholic Huge. medical association Huge. where you can have those touch points with those other professionals. I am part of the Catholic Psychotherapy Association. Yes. And just you know, there's we've got email feeds and different things of people bouncing ideas off and have you guys seen this and what do you think about this? Yeah. And that's a great way too of of formation of like it helps in that discernment process and to allow ourselves time to take that step back and say, Okay, what is the right thing to do here? What is God saying to me through this situation um, and to, to allow ourselves that is, is really a blessing as well, I think. Yeah,
2: I agree. Um, and it, it is, it's so great. You know, you have to get into very nitty gritty scenarios. I'll give an example. Um, in residency, in my part of my training was to learn how to do C sections, and so mm. um, the hospital that I trained at was not a Catholic affiliated hospital, um, and so it was not uncommon for a woman to ask for a tubal ligation at the same time as her C section of what she wanted to be her last sure. child. And so I'd be obviously scrubbed into the case um, with a, with a, my attending physician for the C section piece of it, and and I had to you know. Decide how much of that tubal ligation was I comfortable performing. Like, could I hold a retractor to let the other physicians see what That's they were amazing. doing? You know, it was, like, very nitty-gritty. Like, mm-hmm. um, I might, you know, I wasn't comfortable cutting the tube itself, uh, but could I hold it so that they could cut it? You know, it was very, like, nitty-gritty scenarios that I had to navigate sometimes. And so to be able to have gone through that once... Um, but also just to be able to um, navigate that has really set the stage for my practice now, um, where I'm where I'm dealing with nitty gritty every day,
0: yeah. Absolutely. different scenarios. So we're we're just uh, one or two minutes out from the hard break, uh, Doctor Kibrowski. What what a, what a testament that you can provide. You said you had a, you had a medical student with you, like uh, I mean, for you know, up and coming. Uh, men and women who want to go into the medical field, whether, you know, as a provider or, or some other level, that's awesome because <laughs> they, they need to see a, a doctor mm-hmm. like you mm-hmm. that has the same language, has the same heart and yeah. mind, uh, you know, something that is so nitty gritty like that. Yeah. That's such a, that's like something I would read in a moral theology textbook, you know, like, right. you know, attending physician and can she hold a, you know, whatever yeah. and yeah. yeah, that's no, your life,
2: right? And it's and it's great. I love I love having students. Um, and we, I've actually had more than I thought have come through and said, "Yeah, I'm Catholic too." And they're like, "Oh, why why don't you do that? Why don't you prescribe the birth control pills, or why don't you do that?" And then to be able to witness to them has Teaching. been awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful too. Of that example, so I was thinking as you were talking of not only you living that out, you're giving that example to. Uh, your patients, to your coworkers—you know, the mm-hmm. nurses you work with, students that you have mm-hmm. shadowing you. There's so many opportunities for evangelization yeah. um, by living, you know, in that that fortitude, as Father mentioned earlier. You know, of of having that strong moral compass. So it's really, really a beautiful witness that you provide. So, uh, thanks for being with us this morning, thank, thank you, yes, Dr. Dr. Kierowski. listeners. I hope you're enjoying uh, this. Uh, broadcast this morning. We're live from Market Press Coffee in Dickinson. We will be back uh, on the other side with the president of CHI St. Alexis Health, Carol Enderley. Don't go away.